<laughs> Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. We're so glad to have you with us. Um, we're going to take an adventure in faith here this morning. And my name is John Walker. This is my good friend, Jack Easton. Last time we left off talking about anxiety, I was horribly misquoting my life verse. <laughs> um, not really misquoting, just misreferencing. You had the wrong book. I had the wrong yeah. book. It was the Bible. I knew that much. <laughs> so now we're going to read it to you this time, and this will be our starting point. We're going to talk about anxiety, uh, what that means, how to deal with it. This isn't a 15-minute thing. This is like a five-year thing. We're not going to spend five years. But you could go on. I mean, people have made their lifetimes on studying anxiety and how to deal with it. So we don't expect to fix everything in, in a short period of time, but we want to touch on it for sure. Okay, here we are. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9. I'm going to just read these. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, not me, Apostle Paul, or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah, my comment was to have the peace of God and the God of peace should bring us peace. And I will tell you, John, uh, I am not one to suffer from anxiety too much. Most of my life, uh, I guess maybe I've been smart enough to figure out how bad things were in my life or, or whatever you want to say there, but I had just never dealt much with anxiety until I had my knee surgery a little over a year ago. And uh, what happened was I was pent up in my house. Uh, my knee hurt. I had a, a plastic wrap around my leg. I felt like my leg was swelling. I, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. And I began to build up some anxiety in, in, my, in myself. And I'd never experienced this before. And it really, really got bad. And I told my wife, I said, uh, uh, let's go somewhere. Let's get in the, drive me somewhere. So I got in the back seat of the car. I stretched out my leg. She went around the block and I said, no, I got to get out of this car. Go home. And uh, she said, well, we're going to go to the doctor. She took me to the doctor and I was in the room and I said, I can't stand this. And I was standing up and I was sitting down on the, the bed there and I was sitting on the chair and the doctor came in and he was asking me questions and I was going nuts. And when he left the room, I said, to my wife, I wish he would just let me go. Let me get out of here. She said, she's, he's observing you. And uh, rather than the swelling of my leg and my knee, he was more interested in my anxiety. Sure. And uh, I was very anxious. As a matter of fact, I he was be, probably anxious about how to get you out of there. He too. probably <laughs> was, but I'll be real honest with you this morning. I, I felt at one point in time at night when I was, I felt alone. I felt I was in dark, and my thought was, uh, where's God's grace? And then I had this image and this thought that I was standing before God without his grace. That was the ultimate moment of anxiety for me. I, could, I can't even explain it, but what I can say is I began to understand other people better and be more compassionate. 
right? Right. Because now I was experiencing something I'd never experienced before. Sure. Um, interesting. Uh, I, I haven't had that since, praise the Lord. Um, but I know that there are so many things in this life that bring anxiety, that bring ang- uh, make people anxious. Right. So, Jack, tell us, um, you know, what did Jesus say about anxiety or about worry? Well, he, he told us not to worry. Worry is like um, uh, scurrying little mice in your heart or something. You know, you, you, if, if you worry, uh, you're focused on yourself. Uh, you're not to focus on yourself, but you're to focus on the good things. Lift your mind. The Bible says in um, Colossians 3, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. Instead of setting our minds on the problems of the world or on sure. myself or any other thing to lift up your head. Your redemption draws nigh. Uh, God talks a lot about those kinds of things. Uh, not to worry about the instance, the circumstance, this person, what this person's saying, but uh, rise above these things mm-hmm. and bring Christ into each situation each circumstance bring Christ into your life yeah. and set your mind on the future, on where we're going, not necessarily where we are. One of the first things I want to say about anxiety, because all, all of that is true, um, Jesus tells his disciples 11 times not to worry. You know, don't worry about anything. Why are you worried about this? You know, the, you look at the flowers of the field, you know. They don't have to worry about anything. Uh, the birds of the air, God knows them. He takes care of them. They're not worried about anything. Um, every time I hear a, a message about anxiety or worry, I always feel like there's a little bit of a, this is going to sound harsh, but a little bit of an emotional attack. You know, like, don't worry. Uh, don't don't be anxious. Like, you're doing something really wrong and you got a problem. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's okay to worry. I'm really not, not saying that. But let me ask you this. If you were with Jesus 24-7, I don't mean spiritually, but I mean he's with you 24-7. You're watching him feed thousands of people with just enough food for one person, basically, a really hungry person. I don't know what kids can eat five loaves and two fish. That's probably the whole family's thing. But, you know, you're seeing these miracles. He's raising the dead. He's doing all this stuff that's amazing and miraculous. And you're with him 24-7 for three years. You think you'd be anxious? Well, the fact is, yes, you would, because his disciples were anxious. He tells them 11 times, don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious. So let me ask you this. If the disciples who are with Jesus 24-7 for three years worry, what makes you feel special? Like you shouldn't worry. This is a big deal in the Bible and in the New Testament. It's talked about so many times. Why? Because it's common to all of us. You know, Jack says he doesn't really deal with a lot of anxiety and stuff, but he feels anxious and he'll have moments of anxiety, just like he described with, with his knee. 
um, I see this all the time because so many people come into my office. They may be there for anxiety. Well, they might be there for their knee. Or they might be there for their little kid's ear infection. All these things prompt anxious feelings, okay? So when, when Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I mean, that's a daily thing. This is a daily practice. Um, what's that verse in Romans where he talks about, you know, no longer be conformed to this world? The known, to the pattern of this world, be yeah. transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove was the good and perfect will of God. Right. So it's, it's this concept of, um, of, uh, being renewed in your mind. I was thinking, uh, all of you were last year in quarantine, right? Everybody's quarantined. Well, I was quarantined and my wife was uh, in here in Indiana yeah. and I was in Kansas and I was alone except my dog, my little dog. And so me and the little dog for what was it? Six weeks, eight weeks. I can't remember, but uh, she was taking care of her mother who was ill, uh, even unto death. And uh, so she was here. She came to see me one time and took the dog back to Indiana. And so there I am now in Kansas all by myself. And I began to... Toto wanted to go back. Seriously, I, I began to think... I be, and, and I was calling people. I was calling people, right? And I was trying to minister to people in the church. Like, hi, it's Pastor Jack. How you doing? Can I do anything for you? No, you can't do anything for me. Uh, but what I was finding was this anxiety, this worry, this fear. Mm-hmm. And real quickly, I got into Luke. I, no, it was Mark, uh, four, five, six, right in that area. In and the Bible. Seeing the, in the Bible and seeing these stories. And real quickly, I'm going to tell you four stories. First story was about uh, the storm, and the storm came, and Peter was afraid. And, and uh, Jesus says, have faith. Don't be afraid, have faith. And the next story was the demoniac in Decapolis. And everybody was afraid of him. And the story there was, don't. Fear, have faith, and he was Lord of the demons, of the devil. In the first one, he was Lord over nature. He calmed the storm. The third one was uh, Jairus came with a sick daughter Mm -hmm. and wanted him to come home and heal her. And this woman with this issue of blood, the Bible says, kind of delays the going to the daughter. The daughter dies, but he heals the woman. He says, don't fear, have faith. And he was Lord over sickness. And then when he gets to the house of Jairus, the daughter he raises from the dead, he's Lord over death. So I got to figure if he's Lord of nature, he's, if he's Lord over um, the devil, if he's Lord over sickness, and if he's Lord over death, what do I have to be worried about? What yeah. do I have to be anxious about? What do I have to fear? Yeah. And that helped me. And uh, I go to God in prayer and just say, Lord, give me that faith. Yeah. That kind of faith that won't be afraid, that won't have anxiety, that won't have the fear. I think we need to grow in our faith sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's a reminder that uh, when everything feels like it's out of control, God's still in control. doesn't mean that he's going to push the buttons and make that moment perfect. He's not going to calm every storm. He's not going to heal every disease. But he's there all the time, no matter what we're going through. Um, you know, when we talk about that verse, no longer conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's not a, a magic button or a snap of the fingers. 
that renewing of your mind is a process that goes on and on. And it's a daily renewal and a daily reminder and a daily communication with God um, so that he can communicate with our hearts and speak to us and calm that storm that's inside. You know, he controls the wind and the waves. He can control the storm in me, too. So um, there's another verse that I think about with the, with anxiety, and uh, I, I go to this one a lot, and that's First Peter 5, 7. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Yeah. That's the translation I like. Yeah. That uh, God cares for us. That is an amazing thing to me. It's like when you think about the God of the universe, the God over all things, the God that created all things by just speaking a word and bringing light to be or bringing, you know, I think about God in creation and uh, he would say a rose and a rose would be there. And you say, oh, that's really good. Another rose. And there's another rose. He could probably sit there for a long time. Just say, another rose and just getting so much a slug. joy. Yeah. Another slug. <laughs> uh, but I just feel like it's such an amazing thing when you know that God, who is so big, so great, so marvelous, so wonderful, cares for me. Yeah. And he does. He cares for me. He is there, uh, as you have been saying, every step that you take. And uh, sometimes I think about the story that I heard an old preacher say one time about the little boy that was walking through the uh, plowed field with his grandpa. And he was holding on to his grandpa's finger. You know, grandpa has a big old index finger and that little boy's hand. Grandpa says, pull my finger. Yeah, he's holding, holding, holding on to his finger. And he would uh, hit, hit a clot of dirt and he would fall. Or he'd be looking over here and he'd go down in a little hole and he'd fall. And uh, finally, the little boy looked up his dad, his grandpa and he said, Grandpa, I'm figuring if you would hold on to me instead of me trying to hold on to you, I might not fall so much. And that's true, isn't it? When Grandpa grabbed onto his hand and the boy stumbled, Grandpa felt it and held him up. Uh, that's a simple story, yeah. but a story yeah. that kind of says sometimes we're trying to hold on to God so hard, maybe our faith needs to grow to the place where we can say, Lord, why don't you just hold on to me? Yeah. And uh, I'll get through this one better. Yeah. There was a great song that came out. I, I think it was in the late 90s. And uh it was, I don't even remember who sang it, but the lyric was, uh, sometimes he calms the storm, sometimes he calms the child. Mm. And, uh, and, that, and that's so true. Um, when we talk about the, the story of, of Jesus and the storm on the sea, um, one of the things that always intrigues me is their fear is heightened when he calms the storm. Why? Yeah. Now, yeah. Why, now who why, is this that right? Can, who is the, this man? The sea obeys him. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but but you know we always think about the storm and Jesus calming the the sea. But the reality of it is, and I think part of what he's saying to the disciples through that is, you know, I was in control when I was asleep in the stern. <laughs> they didn't wake him up to calm the sea. They woke him up because he's the guy with the rudder. You know, it says he's in the stern. You know, he's the guy supposed to be controlling the boat. Don't you care that we're all going to drown? In other words, why aren't you doing your job? That's what they're saying. saying. My job at the moment was to take a nap. What's wrong with you guys? You know, so when he calms the storm, he's saying, I was already in control. 
You know, not like we would say, oh, I had, I had it all under control. <laughs> not like that. But no, really, he's in yeah. control. Whether it's storming or whether it's not, he's, he's still in control. Um, another way you can translate that, um, cast all your cares on him, is distractions. That word distractions, some people will translate it anxieties, cares, worries. But I, I like that word distraction because if you think about it, that's what our worries are. You know. One of the things that uh, I used to sing a song in the very beginning of my singing uh, life, and the song was entitled Whatever It Takes. And uh, as I grew in Christ and my understanding of God and my faith, uh, I couldn't sing the song anymore. And the reason I couldn't sing the song anymore is because I wasn't living it. Mm. And I couldn't sing a message that I didn't believe or that I didn't have enough faith to believe and that I wasn't living uh, basically the song says, whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'm willing to do. I'll trade sunshine for rain, uh, good times for pain. If that's what you want for me, I'll trade houses and lands. I'll trade my dreams and my plans. If you call me today to my home far away, I'll go and your will obey for whatever it takes to be closer to you. And I would sing that song. And I'm going, I don't think I can sing that anymore. And it was several years until I could pick that back up again and say, I can actually sing that with the faith to believe Mm -hmm. that I can give everything to God, whatever it takes, Lord. I'm willing to do that because I want to be closer to you. And I think that's what, um, what, what Paul did say that. I mean, even if I, I die, you know, I, I, I still will have faith in you. You remember Moses who wanted to see God in the Old Testament. God said, no one can see me and live. And God and Moses said, okay, still want to see you. He wanted to see him that bad. And so God put him in the cleft of the rock. And he said, I'll bring my presence by you. And I will cover your eyes with my hand. And then as he went by, he let Moses get a glimpse of his back. Now, I don't understand how that worked with uh, a God that is a spirit that is as supernatural as our God is. But in some way, shape, or form, because of Moses' desire to see God, to be closer to God, God wanted to answer that prayer for his son, for his child, to let him see him. And I think that's um, that's what we need, is a more of a desire to be closer to him, to see him, no matter what the cost no matter what it takes. And when we do that, then the anxiety is no longer an issue in our lives. Only getting closer to Him. But that's a tough place. Yeah, it is. I feel like that's what we're all about with this. I mean, the reason we want to do this is to help us get our focus on God and to understand that all these things that you know we post about or that we tweet about or that we worry about, um, or that we don't want to talk to anyone about, all of these things are distractions. They're worries, they're anxieties, they're cares that are begging to be cast on God um, because He cares for us. That's, that's our focus. That's what we want to do. We want to help us because we're not there, and we want to help you to find your focus in God and cast off those distractions. This isn't our kingdom. God's kingdom is is our kingdom. And uh, 
we just want to be part of that and we want to share that. So question I've got for you is what's distracting you? What are your anxieties? What is getting between you and God and holding you back? We all have those. I'm not picking on you. I have those. This thing of focusing on Him, of not being anxious, of casting our cares on Him, of praying with thanksgiving, making our petitions known to God, it's a daily practice because we are daily inundated with distractions and worries. So let's cast those worries on God because He cares for us. Amen. And we've got a lot of good friends down on this earth that also yeah. care for us. Absolutely. And maybe we could, you know, go to someone that's a friend, as yeah. I went with John with some issues that he helped me with, even yeah. recently, uh, to have peace and uh, to feel uh, less worried. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. We love you guys. Uh, we love when you send us emails, uh, when you share on, on your favorite social media. So hopefully you'll join us again next time at the Jack and John podcast. Yeah.